coming. And his word is even harder than that. Somebody emailed me this week and she said, I don't like Luke 12, 51. What do you think about that? Well, I had to open up my Bible and it says, do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? And Jesus said, no, I tell you, I have come to bring division. It's Advent, and Jesus is coming. You know, we want the sentimental little story of the little baby in the manger, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, the one whose beard is soft, who carries the beautiful little lamb on his shoulders, who kneels gently and his voice is quiet, and his eyes are comforting as he reaches out. But John says Jesus is coming to bring a sword and fire and division. We think of John as being the fiery prophet out in the wilderness. But he said, I came to prepare a way for someone I can't touch. The words of Jesus are harder than the words of the prophet. Ask the disciples. Every single one of the first disciples was martyred because of Jesus. They were gored to death and beheaded and crucified. Ask John Huss or Joan of Arc who were burned at the stake because of Jesus. Talk to Dietrich Bonhoeffer about the divisive internal tensions and the conflict with the governing authorities that following Jesus will mean. Hitler had him hanged in 1945. Ask Oscar Romero about the conflict Jesus causes. Social justice. A social gospel he preached. Care for the poor. Providing adequate, adequate clothing a roof over their head, something to eat, health care, a job with a living wage. It all sounds like liberal politics to some, socialism and Jesus. Hmm. Standing at the altar one day, consecrating the Mass in a hospital chapel in his native San Salvador, Oscar Romero raised a chalice, and he was shot to death because of Jesus. Is that really what we want? Oh, come, Emmanuel. How will he ransom Israel? We might have a little repenting to do to make that happen.
I'm glad Russ got to play the part of John the Baptist. We had a smaller crowd last week because it was Thanksgiving weekend, the first Sunday of Advent. That was a happier sermon. So listen to that online. Because here's how this week starts. We are, each of us, heavy with sin. Some of you don't want to hear that, but it's true. We are heavy with brokenness. We are heavy with failure. We are heavy with falling short. We are heavy with missing the mark. We are heavy with transgressions. We are heavy with imperfection. We are heavy with remorse. We are heavy with shame. We are heavy with mistakes. We are heavy with defeat. We are heavy with inadequacy. We are heavy with disobedience. We are heavy with guilt. We are heavy with shortcomings. We are heavy with ungodliness. We are heavy with wrongdoing. Call it what you want. But I think the best word for all of this is sin. So I'll go back to how I started. We are, each of us, heavy with sin. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. (laughs) How can we possibly get in the Christmas spirit, you know, tidings of comfort and joy and such, with a rant like John the Baptist? We even talked about it ahead of time. Who can you call out and they can take it when you say, Jeff, how many coats do you have? Only keep one. I hope you can take it. Will, you're good? Okay. (laughs) How do we get the Christmas spirit when we start with the likes of John the Baptist and a word like repentance and my opening paragraph that should make everyone feel pretty heavy? This does not sound one bit like the cheery, feel-good news that I'm guessing we're all looking for about this time of year. Where are those singing angels and the shepherds following the star? And when can we please get to the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger? It's all coming, I promise. But first, we've got to prepare the way. And as John the Baptist reminds us, we've got to make crooked places straight and rough places smooth. And that, my friends, will take repentance. And that is good news, if you will allow yourself to hear it. Because I think I know you all well enough, and I know I know myself well enough to know that we all have, each of us, crooked Places and rough places in our lives. And those crooked and rough places call for repentance. So many of those crooked and rough places call for a do-over, don't they? How many times does regret linger? How often would we love to press rewind and play it again and make it different this time? 
How often would we like another chance? Another chance to say it differently or perhaps to keep our mouths shut. Another chance to keep that promise. How many times would we like another chance to not go back on our word? To practice honesty instead of cheating, even in the little ways? How many times would you like another chance to be more loving, more courageous, more open, more tolerant, more generous, more trusting? Or another chance to be less skeptical or less prejudiced or less negative or less angry or less condemning or less petty or less mean or less critical. Have I named you yet? Please say yes. Regret is a destructive force. Guilt is a debilitating disease. Repentance is a healing balm. And what better way to move toward those singing angels and guided by a star shepherds that always leads us to the Prince of Peace than by the way of repentance. I found a helpful new thought this week about repentance that I'd like for you to consider. I've known that the word to repent means to turn or to turn around, to turn from wrong to right, to turn from what we've done that we regret or what we've left undone that we regret, to make a change or a movement or a turn toward what is right and good and true. That is what I have known repentance to be. But I ran across a different way to think about repentance and I found it helpful. Frederick Beekner says, to repent is to come to your senses. I love that. How many times do I have that sensation of, I just need to come to my senses. I really have it more often in other people than I have it in myself. Why don't they just come to their senses? Beekner says, To repent is to come to your senses. It's not so much something you do as something that happens. And he says that true repentance spends less time looking at the past and saying, I'm sorry, and more time looking to the future and saying, wow. Can you take on the word repentance if you stop beating yourself up and offering I'm sorry's, and living in regret, and instead turning around and saying, wow. I think we don't like the word repent because it's a word that feels like we're beating ourselves up, and we seek to find the goodness of God in each Person, and that is good, and I have no plans to change my focus on that. But then to talk about the need for repentance seems to call us to focus on the negative pieces of who we are when we likely already feel bad enough as it is. 
We yearn for the you are loved, you are forgiven, be at peace places of our lives. But to fully embody the pardon of those words, we must first fully repent, turn around, come to our senses. I love that repentance is not backward-focused, dwelling in a sea of I'm sorry's. That is no way to live. But repentance is a turning around from our past and a looking forward to what is ahead with a huge and wonderful and wide-eyed, wow, wow, look what's coming at us, angels singing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to all. Look what's coming at us, shepherds still following stars that lead them to miracles of new life. Look what's coming at us. The greatest wow of all, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger who will forever for us be the Prince of Peace. So people of God, Turn around. Come to your senses. Repent. And make sure you are on the path that leads to peace. Those crooked and rough places will need some work right now. Eugene Peterson interprets John the Baptist's words in the message this way. Thunder in the desert. Prepare God's arrival. Make the road smooth and straight. Every ditch will be filled in. Every bump smoothed out. The detours straightened out. All the ruts paid over, paved over. Everyone will be there to see the parade of God's salvation. Are you ready for Christmas? I'm not asking you for trees up and the presents bought and wrapped. I'm asking if you're really ready for Christmas in all the ways that really matter. Are you headed in the right direction or do you need to turn around? Are you ready for Christmas or do you need to come to your senses once and for all? There's simply no way to be ready for the wow that is just ahead of us without repentance. Amy Jill Levine is a Jewish professor of New Testament studies. She told recently from her work that she had been teaching a seminary class at a maximum security prison in Tennessee for several years. They were doing a study with the the prisoners about the Lord's Prayer, and they were talking about the one phrase, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, or should it be, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, or should it be, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. She indicated that she had found that most people would rather forgive sins than debts. 
If you owe me $100,000, I want that debt to be paid. But sins, yeah, no big deal. As they talked about this one phrase from the Lord's Prayer in the prison, one prisoner, in for life for multiple murders, said, Lady, you don't know what you're talking about. He had been working for a year in a restorative justice program, meeting weekly with the family members of the people that he murdered. And he told this story. After a year of meeting with those families of the people that he murdered, they said to him, We agreed to meet with you because we wanted to get to know the man that killed our loved one. But you're not that man anymore. You have changed, they said. We cannot hold this hate in our hearts anymore, they said. We forgive you, they said. And as that prisoner told his story, he turned to Amy Jill Levine and said, Lady, you don't know what sin is, so you cannot know what it means to be forgiven. But the man knew. To my knowledge, no one in this room is guilty of multiple murder. But John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus with a call to repentance. And so I issue the same call today. We are, each of us, heavy with sin. Some of you don't want to hear that, but it's true. We're heavy with brokenness and failure and falling short and missing the mark and transgressions and imperfection and remorse and shame and mistakes and defeat and inadequacy and disobedience and guilt and shortcomings and ungodliness and wrongdoing. Call it what you want. We are each of us. Heavy with sin. Merry Christmas. Turn around. Come to your senses. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have sent to us the Prince of Peace. We all yearn desperately for peace in our world, for peace in our household, for peace in our hearts. 
if indeed you are. The God who sent to us the Prince of Peace. Then let it be born in us again, each of us, today. Amen. Oh, 
God, use our gifts, the gifts of our lives and the gifts of our money, that the heaviness of this world, heaviness that we know in this place and heaviness beyond us might be lifted, that we might be a part of sharing good news because of what we are and what we give and all that we have. Use our gifts, we pray in Christ's name. If you would come and join with this congregation, we would be delighted to have you, whether by statement of your faith or by transfer of a letter from another church, please come. Amy will be here and would love to, gra- to, to welcome you as we sing together.
please be seated. We do welcome all of you who are visiting with us today, and we would love to invite you to come to the community center, walk down the sidewalk toward the back parking lot, and the, the dub, last double doors on your right is our community center where there's lots of food. So visitors, pretend like it's just for you, but it's actually for you and for all of our new staff. Um, we had last night our deacon's Christmas party, and we talked about what a different December this was, and we have a lot of new faces in our midst, and they all will be there today. Monty Bennett, he says he's not new, he's been here since March, but if you weren't here last December, you're new. So Monty Bennett and Brenda Castine and Joey Hayes, Haynes, see he's no, so new, I don't even know his name, Joey Haynes, Bruce Holiday, Dan McClintock, and Carrie Torres will all be in the community center. You probably haven't met everybody, so come and get faces and names together and enjoy good food and meet visitors along the way as well. I hope that as you enter through those double doors into the world, that you might leave that heaviness here and go out feeling a tad bit lighter as you move toward peace. The final word is not ours, but the Lord's, so hear this good word of benediction as we go.